Welcome to Attention Talk Radio, your ADHD information station where we help those with ADHD pay attention to attention. With your host, ADHD and attention coach, Jeff Topper. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to this edition of Attention Talk Radio. I'm your host, ADHD and attention coach, Jeff Copper. Our topic tonight, using religion, or faith actually, as a tool to manage emotions. With us in our virtual studio is Evie. Uh, We've been doing a series of shows where uh, Evie's been joining me, and I've been sharing what I've learned uh, over a decade of coaching um, um, those with ADHD and what I've learned as a host of Attention Talk Radio to try to share insights and lessons learned for you, our listeners out there, to help you kind of ponder and kind of grasp some of that stuff, and that's what we're going to do tonight. Before we get into our show, our program is being brought to you by children and adults with attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. In celebration of that event, we are going to say a secret word throughout the program. The hope is that you'll write the secret word down of this show and another show and uh, send them to us by email to get a digital copy in a PDF form of Attention Magazine, the current edition, and uh, whenever that is, and a future edition, but the next edition that happens. So again, all you have to do is listen for the secret word, write it down, listen to another show, secret word, write it down, and then send me an email. The address is attention at attentiontalkradio.com. Again, attention at attentiontalkradio.com, and we will get uh, the PDFs off to you. Ted's been a long-term supporter of Attention Talk Radio. Our show is being brought to you by them. We've got a tip that we're going to run, and we'll get into the content of the show. Do you know someone who's struggling with ADHD? Why not give them the gift that keeps on giving? A membership to Chad. As a member, they will have access to expert advice on managing ADHD, educational programs, resources, discounts, and much more. To get started, visit chad.org slash membership. Thank you so much, Chad, for your continued support. For those that are not aware Chad, Children and Adults with Attention Deficit Hyperactivity Disorders, the largest not-for-profit organization that advocates on behalf of those with ADHD. They're the ones that are on Capitol Hill and different regulatory agencies trying to uh, kind of work things through so that those with ADHD have the resources that they need. We encourage our listeners to become members or to donate to Chad. Uh, It's run mostly by volunteers that are some paid staff, uh, but they need the money in order to uh, carry on the mission and so we encourage you to do that by becoming a member. There's a lot of great member benefits and or just donating. Again, to learn more or to donate or to join, go to chadd.org. So um, tonight, learned a lot over the last decade, a lot from Dr. Russell Barkley, now others, well, uh, Dr. Thomas Brown, uh, Dr. Anthony Rostain was presenting about emotions at the last uh, ADHD conference in Philadelphia. We, while it's not in the diagnostic criteria as of yet, I'm pretty, pretty certain it should show up in the DSM-6, but ADHD is an issue of self-regulation. And you need to regulate your uh, attention, which we all know, but we actually need to regulate emotion. Um, emotions used to be a part of the diagnostic criteria before 1970. They were taken out. Um, all the experts agreed they really should be put back in. Um, again, we don't know when that happened, but the DSM tends to be kind of the last thing that changes in the process. But um, over the years in interviewing the experts, it's really clear that emotions 
um, or part of ADHD that has to be regulated. And I would actually argue the hardest part of, of the ADHD condition to actually manage. Um, it's the ability to pause and use your thinking brain to override your more primitive brain or the automatic brain. And the challenge with emotions is when you're emotional, and sometimes you don't even know it till it's over with. Um, we've done a bunch of shows on fight, flight, or freeze. We've, uh, we interviewed Autumn Zatani of Sesame Street talking about what they were doing with kids in preschool and a TV show to kind of help them learn emotional self-regulation and self-regulation in general. So that's what we're talking about tonight. And specifically, um, Evie's with us today, and I really want to talk about uh, a tool that I have found for some with ADHD is very effective. So before we start really hashing out, just say, Evie, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. You and I have talked, you have ADHD, sometimes you struggle with emotional self-regulation. Is it an easy thing for you to notice and catch and do something about when you're emotional, or have you found it to be a piece of cake? I would love to say that it's a piece of cake, but it is not. It is a lot of mental and even physical effort. I just I can feel really drained after a day of exercising my self-regulation. Yeah. Can you think back of, like, by the way, human beings, we like to think that we're logical and analytical. We're actually very emotional. We make decisions with emotion, and then we justify them with logic. But is there a point in time when you can remember where you were just going on emotion and you actually began to realize that you need to manage your emotions and actually trying to stop yourself in your past? Yeah. Actually, this week I was at a meeting and something was said and I, I wanted to my, – my gut reaction was to start defending myself and I was, could feel getting like really heated and I was uh, – fortunate that I caught myself and was able to take a deep breath and physically create that pause and, and step back and say, this is not the right time for this conversation. And uh, I was quite proud of myself. Yeah. So this is a great question. How did you catch yourself? Um, I have been working on getting to know myself and what I I don't know, I feel like just as a, like a neutral point. And I found that as I, I understand my barometer of emotions better, I, I can be more aware of it when my body tells me, you know, like I can feel my heart rate increasing in different ways or I can feel some tension in my muscles a little bit more readily. Yeah, so everybody listen to this. I'm not making this stuff up. And by the way, Evie and I didn't talk about this for the show. We did this show on Sesame Street, all right? I've done shows with Melissa Orlov when it comes to couples. I've done Fight, Flight, or Free shows with Dr. David Nowell. You know, Evie, it's funny because um, you started talking about taking deep, deep breaths and feeling your body in this process. Um, and all the people that I've ever interviewed with regards to emotional self-regulation, the first challenge is being able to notice that you're emotional. And that happens mostly as a coach. We go to the body. You feel mm -hmm. the elevated heart rate. Um, Melissa Orlov talks about the flooding feeling when we were talking about Sesame Street, the preschoolers, that pit in your stomach, that anxiety, whatever that's there. That's a trigger a lot of times for you to catch it. And then the first thing that you do is you actually breathe. You breathe because you want to get more oxygen into your blood in order to get it to the parts of your brain 
your prefrontal cortex to bring it online so that you can think. And so in this moment is that you're describing the ubiquitous process that everybody manages emotional self-regulation. I've studied this for a really long time. And so what you had said, and I really want to highlight, is that you've been kind of noticing yourself, feeling yourself, monitoring yourself over a period of time so you can feel what your body is in that state. Now, am I putting words in your mouth, or is, am I representing what, what your experience is? No, no, that, that's perfect. All right. So the idea really is when we are getting emotional, how do you downregulate and then in some situations let go of what you can't control? Letting go of what you can't control. So parents, when you start thinking, I need to get my kid to do this, you can't control that. Most of you want the best for your kids, but you don't realize when you want somebody to get something, you want to control something that you can't control. And sometimes the harder you squeeze, and there's all kinds of metaphors, there's all kinds of stories, there's all kinds of parables about letting go. But it's human nature to kind of want to control. And so this is really difficult. It's about pausing down regulating and often letting go of what you can't control. Just making sense, Evie? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I tell you what, I want to start talking about religion as a tool to manage this. Um, but since we got a good stopping off point, what I want to do is let's go to a break real quick and we'll come back and get into it. So our secret word tonight is religion. Our secret word tonight is religion. I'll also take faith, by the way, if you want to send that to us. Um, with that, we'll be right back up these messages. Your life, your world, your choice. This is Attention Talk Radio. Do you worry when your child is left out? Does your child have trouble making and keeping friends? Do they act out in school? Life skills can be challenging for ADHD kids. Learn how you can be her greatest ally. Get your parenting questions answered live the first Monday of every month in a Facebook chat with former Attention Talk Radio host Caroline McGuire. She's the author of the upcoming book, Why Will No One Play With Me? Go to www.carolinemaguireauthor.com to learn more. Transform lives as a professionally trained ADHD coach at the ADD Coach Academy. ADHD coaching is in demand, a calling, and a career. Learn how you can change lives by going to addca.com ATR. That's addca.com slash ATR. The average annual cost of attending college starts around $25,000. Students who have ADHD are at high risk of dropping out because they haven't learned the critical skills they need to succeed in school. Protect your investment with an EDGE Foundation coach, specifically trained to help students with ADHD and executive function challenge make the transition from high school to college. Visit edgefoundation.org to learn more or call 206-632-9497 and use promo code EDGE to get your free college success guide. Are you always late? The Time Timer is an award-winning time management solution that's helped millions of people with ADHD manage life better. As time passes, Time Timer's bright red disc disappears. Visit timetimer.com and use the discount code ATR for 15% off. Managing ADHD is about pausing before you ponder and proceed. This opportunity to practice pausing is being brought to you by digcoaching.com. And now, back to Attention Talk Radio. Welcome back, everyone. We're here with Evie, who's doing the great honor of uh, 
work with me on some radio shows where I'm sharing lessons learned from over a decade of coaching those with ADHD and uh, actually the host of Attention Talk Radio and drawing on my experience and patterns that I see. And today we're talking about emotional self-regulation. And now we're really talking about using um, or the advantages or the benefits of using religion as a tool or some people that are already using religion and faith as a tool actually to manage or to, to downregulate their self, uh, their, their emotions. You know, Evie, I've interviewed a lot of experts with regard to meditation, and one of the things about it is you focusing in on your breath, and when you have a strenuous thought to kind of come in, you, you, you let them go, and you bring it back to your breath, and it's about really kind of letting things go in that process and not letting go of the worry of the day. It's just a meditative-type process, and so as we start to talk about religion as a tool, most religions are usually looking to a, a, a higher power of being in order to look towards and have faith in and to let go of things, to say this power is looking after me or there's fate or there's something that's there that's predetermined. Can you begin to see how there's a parallel between letting the emotions go of what you can't control and when you're praying and religion of letting go of what you can't control, do you see that kind of parallel a little bit there? Oh, absolutely. I have a very mixed uh, religious feeling and, and um, I think something that has really helped me get to where I am today is the serenity prayer uh, God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. And in those moments of heightened emotion, it's that wisdom of knowing the difference that I think I have um, really held on to of how can I determine what is what right now. I love this. So it's a tool for you to back up, look at the world a little bit differently, and then begin to downregulate and let go of that emotion to move forward. Yeah. So it's been interesting, me, Evie, over the years. I've I've I have um, coached many people of many different religions, and some of them, honestly, their words they're going through the motions and. They kind of lose it, but the ones that are truly there, it's been amazing to me because almost all of them struggle less with emotional self-regulation. Or I found them in situations when they were really up, what they would do is they would say, I need to go back and get in touch with God. Hmm. Literally, literally they would say spirituality. And what was interesting is when they did, it was powerful how – much they move forward because in those moments they would let go of the emotion and they would say, I can think so much clearer now. Isn't that interesting? It is. It is having your experience internally can be almost isolating and it's hard to remember anything but what's happening right now in, in many emotional situations and having an ability to, um, pass that on to something, someone outside of yourself. I mean, we instinctually do this with many emotions. It's when people get angry. As they say, hurt people hurt people. So you, you push it back out somewhere, and it's um, 
sort of healthier to have something that is not um, another entity in front of you that you're going to pass it along, but pass it away and let, let yourself sort of move through it. I love what you said. I love what you said. So, Evie, you came on the show. We didn't really talk about it, but can you begin to see how those that are very spiritual who are really studying and, and, and really focusing on having faith and letting go, can you begin to see how powerful religion or faith as a tool can be to help those with ADHD to, to self-regulate emotions, or they're already using it and they don't even know how powerful a tool it is? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. It's interesting to me. I don't know if this is true or not. I do remember seeing the pictures, though, is that I had heard at 911 was after that event, that afternoon, the next day was the most heavily attended day in, the, in history where the number of people went to church, not the percentages, but everybody flocked to the church in those moments for clarity or faith or whatever guidance to kind of get us through. And it was certainly a very emotional time for many. So it's, I'm really just trying to highlight uh, this, particularly the people out there that are spiritual or have faith um, and maybe they don't spend as much time focused on it. It's, it's an interesting thing because it's, I don't really want to sit there. There's, the, the space is so common and so connected. If you are spiritual in faith, lean into this more because it's a means, a tool to really help you. At the same time, if you're, if you're kind of on the fence, like realize that there's a lot to be gained from the space and so much benefit it can for the person with ADHD because there's so much here about letting go, letting go of what you can't control. And even your situation, the serenity prayer to let go in order to manage your emotions and to kind of go forward. So what I'd like to do is let you think about that a little bit. We're going to go to a break and we'll come by and kind of pull this thing together again. Again, our secret word tonight is religion or I'll take faith. Either one of them works, religion or faith. With that, we'll be right back after these messages. You're listening to Attention Talk Radio. We'll return in a moment. Your life, your world, your choice. This is Attention Talk Radio. Change your life by learning more about managing ADHD. Other places give you a few tips. The ADD Coach Academy will change your life. To find out more, go to addca.com slash ATR. That's addca.com slash ATR. Are you always late? The Time Timer is an award-winning time management solution that's helped millions of people with ADHD manage life better. As time passes, Time Timer's bright red disc disappears. Visit Timetimer.com and use the discount code ATR for 15% off. You can't go off to college with them, but we can. Visit edgefoundation.org to learn more how an edge coach can help your student reach their full potential. You can also call 206-632-9497 and use promo code EDGE and get a free college success guide. Could hiring an attention coach really help you move forward? (laughs) Does a child get wet when they dive into a swimming pool? You can get started moving forward today. Just call Dig Coaching Practice at 813-837-8084 and schedule a free consultation. Tell us you heard about us on Attention Talk Radio and get 50% off your discovery session. For more information, visit digcoaching.com. Don't delay. Do it today. 
And now, back to Attention Talk Radio. Welcome back, everybody. We are here with Evie having a conversation about using religion as a tool to manage emotions. Um, we cited a lot of shows that I've done in the past. I've shared experience I've had with coaching people, and it's really eerie, Evie, about how religion is really, really good at helping many of those actually find a tool, find a way to self-regulate, or they're spiritual and they're already doing it and having a real positive impact. Um, as you've had a chance to think about this over break, what do you think about the concept in illuminating this to the crowd that this is uh, it's just it, religion is religion, but it can be advantageous for people with ADHD? I think the really beautiful thing is often religion is framed in this very rigid viewpoint and um, there is this level of shame around, um, you know, like participating, needing, thinking, feeling um, in participating in religions or spirituality. And um, it's nice to sort of discuss alternative perspectives and how there there is good within within this all. Yeah, so I'm going to pause here for a second. We've actually done some shows on religion from the other side, uh, and I'm just going to we're changing the subject here a little bit. One sh- show in particular I did with Steve many years ago was um, I've had a lot of people come to coaching that we're going to um, a religious experience church or something like that. And they begin to beating themselves up because they're sitting there listening to maybe a sermon or, or something. And they find their mind off somewhere else or fidgeting and they get upset with themselves and begin to judge themselves negatively as a result of the experience and um, thinking that they've got to be totally focused. Now at the end of the day, you've got ADD um, and your mind's going to wander. And it was, Interesting, this particular show that I had done with Steve is that he began to realize that he could focus a lot better if he would actually um, transcribe or take notes of what the minister was saying as a means to focus. Or some other ones I had actually would sit in the back around the corner like a, a pillar, and they would actually sit there and move so that they could hear and focus which is we're talking about emotional self-regulation. Those are areas that we're helping with the attention type of a thing. And so um, going back to the point, a lot of times um, people have this vision of church, the way it's supposed to be, or religion, or what you're supposed to do, which is always not as conducive for people with ADHD, and sometimes they judge themselves negatively. And what's fun is I've coached people before we're able to find these little types of things. It looks a little unorthodox to transcribe or take the notes of a sermon, but at the end of the day, you're in church and you're there to, to bring focus to some of that stuff, and those types of things work, and it really helps them in those situations not judge themselves and really begin to let go. So we'll kind of come back where we are, but it's, um, there's, there's, there's ways to deal with the attention side of it, not just so negatively. So, um, but in the grander scheme of things, um, going back to this and your own experience, because right, we didn't talk about this, this sounds like the surrender prayer has really done a lot for you. And you use it. Have you ever thought about really using it more on a more regular basis and more consistent as an exercise to stay in touch with it, but also as a means to manage the emotional side of ADHD? Oh, um, not specifically. 
sort of like a, like a mantra you're referring to in a way? Well, one of the things that I have found is that um, I call them attention exercises. We did a show with Ari Tuckman. It was fun because Ari's one of my favorite guests because he's very – we think similar. We can riff it. He's a psychologist. I'm an ADHD coach. And so I, I remember sending an email to him, Ari, manners equals self-regulation. He replies, book it. And the idea here really was is I was, I was trying to illustrate how manners, stopping and holding a door, holding a chair for a woman, or waiting for everybody to sit, or waiting for everybody's food to show up, requires a person to stop and pause and, and override the automatic urge to just jump in. It's an attention exercise. I call it an attention exercise because it's, it's attention and it's an exercise. So in sports, there's exercises that you do to improve a skill over a period of time. And so in that motion, the idea was you're using manners as a self-regulation exercise to help your kids learn how to pause. We were communicating that show. You shouldn't have the expectation that your kids are going to be flawless with regard to their manners, but that's not our point. Our point is to have the patience and use it as a tool to help them practice learning how to pause and override the automatic urge. So the metaphor here is it's, I call it an attention exercise. And when you sit down and pray or sit down and focus in on that serenity prayer on a more regular basis and bring consciousness to letting go of the emotion, however small it could be from the day or however large, you kind of build that skill over a period of time to let go of the emotions, notice it ease quicker, and let go of it quicker. What do you think of that? Yeah, yeah, no, I, I, um, the more you do something, the easier it gets. You know, you're riding a bicycle, you, you work on, um, different skills that you need in order to actually ride the bike, you know, your balance and then your coordination and your steering and, um, isolating the different components of that is a, a current sort of trend. Actually, I'm, they focus on balancing first versus steering or pedaling. And it it helps you walk through layering all the different skills you need. So by taking some time to really focus on a particular prayer or set of um, guidelines that you uh, support, um, like manners, it can help you um, sort of trigger or create uh, a sort of prompt for yourself to start incorporating these things into your life. And the more you're prompted to do these things, the more you're going to start acting them out, and the more you're going to be able to ride your bike. <laughs> there you go. So the act of sitting down nightly and praying the serenity prayer or talking to God in your mind and letting go. Letting go. Letting go of what you can't control. Letting go of the emotions. I've actually had some people before where they get so frustrated with somebody, um, and I said, well, you know, can we forgive them for their ignorance? Like, literally, like, it's, a, it's, it's just a tool that we use as they get all jacked up on somebody that won't do something they're not getting or they're doing something. Well, listen, just can we let – can you forgive them for their ignorance? Again, again, the, the theme here is letting go, letting go, letting go. And the idea right. of actually – you 
of this notion that you religion and letting go and, and, and forgiving this stuff is a way to kind of back off and practicing on a regular basis to kind of help you manage it. Because if you do it over a period of time, it creates those awarenesses. And the reason you practice shooting free throws, if you will, during the game, when the pressure's on, you want to practice it so your automatic brain just does it automatically. You don't have to downregulate it. It's just something that you learn to do. Something to think about, huh? Absolutely. Any other thoughts? I want to kind of wrap this up. Any other last-minute thoughts or comments or questions before we bring it to a close? Or are we good? Yeah, actually, I've been uh, I've been thinking of this quote I say frequently that um, for anyone who's having difficulty with the concept of God or a higher power, um, there's a, a Japanese anime that I quote often, and the quote is, believe in me who believes in you. So find that other person, that other outside of yourself person who does have that um, belief that you can do something when you're having these moments of difficulty regulating, difficulty staying focused. There are people out there, perhaps it's me, who believes that you can figure this out. And that can help take a lot of the pressure off of some of these self-regulation moments, knowing that someone out there is cheering for you. And that, that really is part of this concept of God and letting go and having someone there to catch you. Very insightful. I love that. I love that. So Evie, thank you so much for coming on the show. Anytime. Anytime we'll have to do it again. Everyone, our secret word tonight is religion. I'll also take faith, either one. We hope you've enjoyed this show. I hope you give you a pause to ponder. Catch us next week for another great edition of Attention Talk Radio. Take care.